Many people try to create a group and grow a group, but there's no enticing reason for you to join the group. It's like, come join my group. Okay, why? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of the Engage Groups podcast. We are going to talk about how to get your first 1,000 group members. All right, here's the one thing I'm going to tell you. Here's what not to do, and then we're going to talk about what to do. I really, really know that it is so tempting to invite family and friends to your group so that your group looks bigger. And yes, it's tempting, and some of you are giggling, but here's the problem, or what could possibly become a problem down the line. When you invite your mom, your aunt, your you know, relatives, cousins, neighbors, whatever, yes, it's going to make your group look a little bit bigger. But down the line, if they're not interested in the topic and they're not engaging in the group, they're just staying in the group as a favor for you, that's actually going to drop the reach that your group has to other members that are in the group at that point. So when Aunt Martha doesn't come in and, you know, watch your Facebook Live, react to it, comment, create a new post herself, then because she's not active, it's actually going to make, uh, it's actually going to make less, um, your posts reach less people in your group. Now, if your people in your group have notifications set to all, that's a different story, but typically people do not, they have highlights or they have when friends, uh, post in the group on. Now this could hurt your engagement overall. This could hurt when you're trying to launch an offer and it's not going to everyone in the group. Okay. So if you are going to invite family and friends to make your group appear, know that in the end, it will be time, or if you've already done this, it might be time to say, Hey, thank you. I appreciate you supporting me. And I'm going to take it from here and I'll remove you from the group. So you don't get our notifications, you know, so that it'll help boost your group. I know it's going to drop the numbers a little bit, but it's just a little bit and it'll help you in the long run. That reach and engagement for the future is well worth removing, you know, the five people that are not going to be engaging in your group. Okay. Also, I'm going to point out this character that I use called Aunt Martha. Now, Aunt Martha is the one that she's your aunt that doesn't really like have a filter, you know, nor is she great with technology. So Aunt Martha will do things like when you're posting about your group and you're posting about an offer you have, Aunt Martha goes on and says, hey, how come I didn't see you at the family dinner last week? Do you have a boyfriend now? How come I didn't see you at the family dinner last week? Um, Can you return my casserole dish? Which is like throws off the energy and reason for the group completely. So Aunt Martha, gotta love her. Okay, so that's what not to do. I'm also gonna point out one other thing not to do. It is very tempting to press that invite button and invite people to your group. But I want you to know the experience on the other end. So if I press that invite button and I invited you to my group, your experience will be this. Sandra invited you to the group Groups for Entrepreneurs with Sandra DeFreitas. The admins, uh, or do you want to accept? Okay. Because I'm the admin, you get like this automatically, you would. If you approve, um, 
automatically, if you say, yes, you want to be in the group, you actually don't even see those three questions that everyone wants answered in the group when people are coming in. So I can get to know you because I'm the admin, I'm like pre-approving you. So you're not even going to see those three questions. So that is one thing for you. You want to see those three questions, like what their biggest struggles are. Do they already have whatever you offer? Have they already, you know, been a client, whatever. Do they want to get in your email list, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You're not going to get that because when an admin invites someone to their group, they, that whole three questions get skipped. Okay. But that's not where I wanted to go with this. What I wanted to say is their experience is that you invited them to the group, but that's it. You didn't reach out to them and say, Hey, I've got this group. Um, it's awesome. And it's different from all the other groups because A, B, and C, um, can I invite you to join it? They just got an, a notification that said, Sandra invited you to this group. And it feels cold and it feels uninviting. And it feels like for some people, it just feels like they're trying to grow their group. Now, this has happened to me many, many times. And unfortunately, I get invited to groups that are specific to a specific location. And I'm not even in that country. So they didn't do their research. I was once invited to a group very similar to that, or it was about something that I'm not interested in, in the least, you know, it's either I don't need it or it's not a topic that I'm interested in right now. And I kept declining it and it just kept coming back and back and back. And I finally just clicked on, I think it was like, do not, um, never let someone invite me to this group again or something like that. It was bad. Um, but that experience of inviting someone like that isn't such a great experience on the other end. Okay. And that's not the experience you want. Instead, if you're going to invite someone into your group, or if someone says they want to invite someone into your group, the best way is to have a conversation with them. I've got this group or I'm inviting you to this group because I think what you would get out of it is, and then fill in those blanks and then put the link to the group. This way they can come to your group, they can look at your cover image, they can read the description or the about, and they can see whether or not this group is a fit for them. So they get to decide as opposed to, you know, if you picture this in real life, in, but using the invite button is like dragging someone by the arms and legs into your house, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, for a dinner party, as opposed to, um, sending them an invitation, a text, an email, a voicemail, whatever, saying, would you like to come to my party? Okay. So they're very different. Also, I just want to point out when someone invites, someone who's not an admin invites people into your group, they will get a message that says, hey, um, Lucy invited you to uh, groups for entrepreneurs with Sandra. Um, the admins have a few questions etc. So they'll see the, they click on it, they'll see the three questions. But if they don't answer the three questions, um, they will be in a 28 day preview period, which means they can look at your content, they can um, watch your videos, but they can't comment. So they can't create a new post or they can't comment into your um, into any of your, your posts or someone else's posts. Okay. So there's a whole different strategy there. And that strategy, if you have a whole bunch of people inviting others into your group, what you'll want to do is create a post that really entices them to comment so that they do want, you know, they will get a notification saying you cannot comment because you're still previewing. Click here to accept. So that's one thing that you'll want to think about. 
I do. So that's a bit about growing your group, but there's other ways to grow your group. I found the best way to grow a group is to have an event in your group. Have some big hoopla in your group. I love creating challenges. I love creating challenges so much that I've had people come and ask me how I created my challenges. And I did create a challenge workshop um, and we'll put that in the show notes. But the the challenge that I, I ran July, 2020 was something else. I had 998 people join the challenge. Yes, I was two away from a thousand. And someone did joke with me and said, don't you, didn't you want to just sign up for your own challenge twice to make it to a thousand? <laughs> and I laughed and I said, well, I guess that just wouldn't be authentic. But um, that challenge had 998 people join. 740 people joined the Facebook group, which makes me believe that the other 258 were already in my Facebook group. So that's awesome. From there, so at the end of the challenge or uh, towards the end of the challenge, I offered my engaged groups membership. 142 people joined. I believe it was a $30,000 month and something like 3,500 in extra recurring revenue every single month. So I had an annual plan that a lot of people bought and then we had the monthly plans. That challenge brought in 740 people. So that's almost a thousand people. And there were people coming into my group that didn't even, like even before the challenge and even after the challenge, because I had videos in there. I had the training from the challenge was in there and I had other things and people were just getting the word out for me. So creating this challenge, which was, I'd say it was about 10 days long. So the challenge itself was like over a weekend. It was like eight days in total, but over a weekend. So like six days. I did training for the 10 days to teach people about Facebook groups and why they wanted them and why they should join, et cetera. And I also needed that time to show them a result, right? Because my promise to them was that they would engage their group. I think at the time it was by 50%. We've had people engage their groups increase the engagement in the groups by like 800%. It's kind of crazy, but that is the result that people are getting. And I have screenshots for that. Because having this challenge, because having this reason for people to come and join the group and the reason was so that they could be part of the challenge, so that they can come and watch the videos, the training that I was doing, the Facebook lives, et cetera, they had a reason to join the group. Many people try to create a group and grow a group but there's no enticing reason for you to join the group. It's like, come join my group. Okay, why? Why and why now? That's the question to ask yourself. Why should they join my group? And why should they join it now? And there are people who are going to want to join your group, but they get distracted or something else. Or they feel like, why should, you know, I'll join another time. I'm not ready for this now. Or I'll join another time. I got to go get my coffee. So that's one thing for you. It's like, why now? And doing something like a challenge or another event in your group gives them the reason to join now because it's timely, because the challenge starts tomorrow, because the challenge already started, because the challenge starts in two weeks and people want to be part of it. So that challenge or any of the events where something exclusively is happening in your group will help people grow, come into your group, know that they ought to come into your group at that time because the challenge is running, right? So it's either now 
or after the challenge when they're going to miss out on things. So the things that help you grow with your challenge is to have a huge promise. Okay. Have a huge promise, a promise. So I started my challenges by saying, you'll increase your engagement by 20%. I wasn't sure exactly what the numbers were because I hadn't run the challenge before, but knowing from previous clients, I thought maybe we can get to 20% when I didn't know them in their Facebook groups. But after the first one, after the second one, when I started seeing people report things like they grew their group by 800% or they grew their group or sorry, they grew their engagement by 800% and they grew their groups by hundreds or they grew their um, engagement by 1200%. I think we have a screenshot on that too. Um, that is like a huge promise and, it's a, and it fulfills a problem that they have. Many people have problems engaging their groups. So for me, having this challenge really solved the problem for them and brought more people in. So your, your challenge has to solve a problem and make a promise to them. And the promise isn't just sign up and these results are automatically going to go to you. No, the promise is if you come into the challenge and you do the homework that's going to take you 10, 15 minutes a day, then you can expect X amount of percentage of increase. Okay, so think about this for your own challenge. Maybe it's not a stat that you can measure, but maybe it's, Calories burned, um, number of days they've been knitting, number of days they've got to 10,000 steps, how many push-ups they can do, um, how many um, how many less cigarettes they smoke, um, you know, how many more meals they cook for themselves as opposed to ordering out. Okay, there are different things that you can measure in your challenge, but that's one thing to think about is that having this big event in your group that only happens in your group. I'm not asking you to, to do your challenge on your page. I want it to be behind this area where people must join because we want to join, create the, or get, grow and engage the group. Um, they have to come into the group. So running a challenge will grow your group, it'll engage your group, and it'll monetize your group. Okay. Now, how often do you run challenges? So with every challenge that I run or my clients run, I always get them to launch something towards the end of it. So, um, you know, for instance, Magda is a client of mine. She runs a knitting group. She said she was going to run a 30 day knit every day challenge. And I said, okay, great. What are you offering at the end of that? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, great. Let's, let's offer something. Is it a course? Is it a membership site? What do you want to offer? And she came back and she ran, um, she offered them a membership site. So that challenge, yes, grew her group. I think she had something like three, 400, and she went to over 1100 just from this challenge, right? In a quick time. And yes, she wanted to grow her group, but baby, I'm all about monetizing. So we like monetize this group for her by uh, introducing this membership to the people in her group and the people part of the challenge. So how often do you run these? I would say at most once a quarter, you might want to take a quarter off. This is basically your launch plan. This is how you're going to grow your group, engage them, and then you're going to offer them something that will monetize it, whether that's um, a VIP day with you, a membership, a course, a product, a, a product, a box of products, a subscription box. Um, it could be other services that you offer. You know, there are so many ways that you can monetize your group, whether it be for in-person things or virtual, or things shipped to their doors.
All right. So how to get to your first 1,000 group members? Have a big event in your group. Get them results. Make them, tell them what the promise of your challenge, your workshop, whatever events you're going to do in your group. And then um, put it out there. Advertise it, whether that's organically or not organically, up to you. And you're going to start growing your group. Better than having a thousand Aunt Marthas, yes? All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.